This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's deputy editor and podcast host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers, and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks, and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Morgan McGlynn back to the podcast. Morgan is the owner of award-winning independent cheese shop, Cheeses of Muswell Hill, a regular judge for the World Cheese Awards and the resident cheese expert on Channel 4 Sunday Brunch. She's also the author of two books, The Modern Cheese Maker and her latest, The Modern Cheese Board, which we're going to learn all about today as we explore cheese boards, sharing boards and grazing platters in this run-up to the holiday season. Welcome, Morgan. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Um, firstly, tell us a little bit about the, your new book and how you came to write it. Um, so I think it actually started years ago. So it would be, I think it's going on 14 years I've had the shop. And I only ever did cheese boards on the side for kind of family and friends mm -hmm. it wasn't something we offered in the shop but it was just nice to have a selection you know add some compliments and biscuits and fruit and stuff so that's where it began and I would have said maybe 10 11 years ago I started doing them and then obviously COVID came around and I was in the shop a little less on the first lockdown and I really had not a lot to do mm. um and I found it to be almost like a creative outlet. Um, you know, I studied graphic design. I've always liked aesthetics and the way things look. Um, so it seemed like a really natural path into doing these cheese boards. Mm. Put them up on Instagram and TikTok and they blew up. Um, and then had a meeting with my publisher and just said, oh, these cheese boards are doing really well. She was, was like, we can get this book published if you can do it in six months wow so I was like, <laughs> Why not? um so kind of got my head down and started to plan it I'd actually already kind of planned it really um yeah it was pretty much set out in my head it just needed to be put onto paper yeah um so it was a fairly I mean I'm saying that now I'm saying all of this now it yeah. wasn't that sweet I remember at the time being like oh my god um but it wasn't horrendous. I got through it quite quickly yeah. and then obviously started designing the boards themselves. Let's talk a little bit about that grazing board phenomenon because you said Instagram, it all blew up and yeah. it's it's still going. I mean, um, why do you think they're so popular? I think that cheese is always going to be popular. Yeah. Everyone loves cheese. So we go to pubs and you see three pieces of cheese scattered on a board, maybe mm. a bit of chutney and some biscuits. And... 
I feel like I'm a bit over that. I want to see something that, like, I don't know, my eyes are drawn to. It yeah. makes me drool. You think, oh, my God, that's incredible. Um, and I think the reason they're so popular is because actually when you break it down into what's on the board, it's fairly easy to put together. Yeah. Um, and it may look quite scary and a bit overwhelming, but when you have a look at it and it's just cheese and yeah. then you fill in those gaps with things that go really well with those cheese and pair perfectly, yeah. it's pretty simple. And I think people are um, thinking to themselves, so you're having someone over on a Friday night or Saturday night, you can make something that's fairly easy, that looks incredibly yeah, impressive. Yeah, looks really impressive, um, I agree. And your guests will love it. Like yeah. it's, it's one of those easy wins, I'd yeah. say. And it's, as you said, it's really, it's really visual and graphic. So it's Instagram friendly as well, isn't it? Um, And we're going to talk a little bit later about, you know, how to actually put the boards together. Yeah. But like keeping on the trends thing, I have to ask you about um, butterboards, which is the latest trend, which I'm just not getting behind. I know. Because it just seems just too, it's too much, I think. Yeah, I know. I mean, we did one early doors um, and it did, it blew up all over TikTok. And then my publisher quite recently said like, we've had interest about doing a butterboard book. No. I just don't, yeah. <laughs> I think that it's, it doesn't have that, no, the legs. Yeah. But I quite like, I did one. Yeah. And we had people around on that Saturday night. Yeah. And the sharing part of it was actually really lovely. Yeah. So if you think about having some bread and a butter that you're passing around a table, mm. you can you can almost feel like, guys, pass me the butter. Yeah. You know, and instead you've got something that looks very visually beautiful. Um, and I think the nice thing about it is the flavors that you add to it. You would never sit down with a chunk of butter no. and put a fig on top. <laughs> but cutting some figs and putting a bit of honey actually elevates the flavor. And it does, it, it, it does give something. I don't think it's got, you know, I think it's a bit of a trend at the mm. moment, but it, it is lovely. Yeah. I mean, from a sharing point of view, it went really it went down really yeah, well. Yeah, I got all right. You kind, you kind of selling it. You kind of selling it to me. They just kept I popping up again one. and again and again. And I was like, yeah. oh, am I? I'm not. But thinking about it, if you had like say three small boards and you made three flavored butters yeah. that you could hand around, you know, yeah. during the holidays or whatever, you're having a big gathering, definitely, and with, with a meal and bread. That is actually a really nice yeah. idea to do that. And and as you said, the, the, I guess the. The thing about spreading it out a bit more and adding the flavorings is it it does look really pretty. Yeah, and it's soft as well, so it's easy to use. My husband was asking me to do um, bacon and maple syrup. Yeah. And actually, you know, that salty <laughs> butter, bacon, maple syrup, these are all flavors that go well together. That's true. I guess it's another way of presenting it. Yeah. It's kind of like the cheese, but slightly different in the fact that it's just butter. Yeah. I mean, in your book, the, the boards, are, there's so many of them and they're, they're visually stunning. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about about themes because I think that's quite a nice way for people to to hook into the ideas of it or, or to approach putting a board together. Tell us a bit about the kinds of themes that you've done. Yeah, so I the best way I could break it down was that I almost broke it into seasons because with me, I think like other people, mm. we know Christmas is coming up, so that's an entertaining season. Yeah. And then you've got Valentine's Day, you've got Easter. Mm. And these are all occasions where you do have a cheese board, but how can you make that cheese board um, kind of adapt to the seasonal fruit and veg, uh, the things that you use at that time with our Easter board? We've got some uh, roast lamb on there, you know, things that you would actually have in the kitchen at yeah. these times. How can you incorporate that into 
a board. Mm. Um, so we did that as kind of through the seasons. So there's, I think it's 10, 15 um, of those from January right to December. Okay. And then we did around the world. So anything I've kind of picked up on our travels, um, you know, whether it be in the Caribbean and adding like plantain and uh, tropical fruit and veg, mm. which was incredible. Or we've got things like the Irish cheese board, which is essentially just beautiful Irish cheeses. And it slightly, sim well, it slightly looks like an Irish flag because yeah. of the colours. <laughs> um, and then you've got more extravagant things like the um, sheep, sea couterie board oh yeah which is from the sea so something that maybe people wouldn't necessarily pair together yeah. so fish and cheese which is actually incredible together um and then we've got what else have we got we've got a few on there yeah i mean there's that, i remember like the boxing day board there's like yeah. whiskey tasting board yes. yeah. new year's eve board with which has got sparklers coming out of it yeah. i love i just love all of the different and then i think you've got you know as you said with the the Caribbean board, I think you've got um, sort of things going down a Spanish yes. thing. So they'll yeah, have like yeah. chorizo. So and... we've got like a tapas board. Yeah. Which actually is, is it's kind wild, of, yeah. but it's because you always have like a manchego and a quince. Yeah. But actually if you add some of those other Spanish cheeses in there and we've put, um, what else have we got on that? I need to but I, th I, th I, think the, I think what's lovely about it though is, is you know, once people start thinking, oh, well, actually, you know, I... I quite like Mexican food. Yeah. Mexican food goes really well with cheese or yeah. I like Spanish food or, you know, it, and and you make that your basis and then you start bringing in all of the different flavors and it actually just gives you a really lovely hook yeah. visually and then think, well, what's bright and what can I bring in and what's, yeah. you know, so <clears throat> I think that's just a really helpful starting point. Let's talk about some practical things because I know you've got a little kind of chart in there as well. Yeah. Um, so how can I decide how much to serve you know if I've got sort of six people come in fair enough but what about if I've got 20 people what if I've got yeah. 40 people come in how do you work out so we break it down into kind of a chart that we've always used at the shop so mm -hmm. how much cheese you have per person whether that be you know 10 greedy people or two people that <laughs> yeah. fancy you know having a whole camembert yeah. <laughs> um, but we've done kind of a guideline so saying that a board of this size each board has a breakdown of how many people it serves. Oh, okay. And you can always half those ingredients the same as any recipe. Mm. You know, if you don't want to make 100 cupcakes, you half the recipe. And it's exactly the same with the cheese boards. If there's one in here that serves eight to 10, it's so easy to break that down into half. You know, so having half the amount of strawberries or half the amount of burrata. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, I think we've covered all bases in the sense that there's loads of tips throughout it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the tips have actually come from the cheese shop. So obviously in the shop, we get asked continually, yeah. how much cheese should we serve? How do we serve it? How long does it need to be out the fridge? Um, what do I do if we're serving in summer? And we say like, put your marble in the fridge before you actually put the cheese okay, on it. So it lasts a bit longer yeah. on that nice cool surface. So yeah. there's cheesemonger tips all the way along. Yeah. So it hopefully gives you all the knowledge you need to be able to create <laughs> these boards. Well, I hope. And if not, just DM me. <laughs> so within there, there, there will be, there will be an answer to, um, I think to your question. Every question. Yeah. I went through like a notebook that I've got of, um, frequently asked questions, yeah, which we have on the website and things. And we try to basically incorporate those into the mm. book and the most popular questions and asking family and friends and things as well. Yeah. The other thing I really liked was um, you've got a cheese flavor wheel, which sets out six different profiles. Yes. Tell us a bit about that and the profiles. Yeah, so it's just to do with the um, 
everything on a cheese board, basically. So the aroma, the taste, um, the salt and savory, and it breaks it all down so that mm. you know that you're covering all those bases. Mm. Because the beautiful thing about these boards, I think, is that you want to get a real range of flavors. Yeah, It's lovely having cheddar. That's amazing. Like everyone loves cheddar, but you should have something maybe a little bit sweeter with it and maybe something savory, and then you can have something really creamy and kind of milky. Yeah. And once you've ticked off maybe four or five of those cheeses, yeah. you've got a board that is perfectly paired together. Um, and that's your foundation for then adding those flavors onto it. And it means that you're going to get the absolute best pairings. Mm. So when you pick up a, I keep looking at the burrata because it's there, but the burrata and the tomato with a raspberry, yeah, that's like the absolute like perfect mouthful of cheese that, yeah. because that's what we're looking for. These aren't just about looking pretty. Yeah. You want to have something where people are like, oh my God, I've never ever had blue cheese and chocolate. I was going to ask you about that because yeah. um, there are some more unusual yeah. pairings and I know a lot of people will be like, what? Yeah. blue cheese and chocolate <laughs> tell us about some more unusual things that we might that might just trigger oh god you know yeah, yeah. so I mean like even having the blue cheese and chocolate you've got the yeah. bitterness but the sweetness of the chocolate so it's dark chocolate dark we're going chocolate. for yeah well, actually on one of the boards we've got quite a few chocolates on there and they pair with five different blue cheeses oh, okay so it's a blue cheese and chocolate board mm. and then you've got um raspberry on there and you've got some nuts as well so you're getting a mix of sweet wow. and salty you know, all the right pairings so that you've got this amazing burst of flavor as soon as you eat it. Right. And so you've got really creamy blue cheeses and they go really nicely with kind of the milk Yeah, chocolate. I can see that, yeah. So it's those sorts of things. And then we've got, um, what else have we got? We've got like honeycomb. So the texture and the bite in a honeycomb mm. is incredible cheese. It's something maybe you wouldn't necessarily go for. You no. Go and put a teeny you know, ramekin of honey, yeah. actually having honeycomb texture and the bite of it is incredible with like a really strong cheese. Oh, wow. Um, so there's a few throughout. Yeah, there's there's some really unusual ones on there. There's a few more adventurous ones, like I said, with the sea food and yeah. the cheese is completely different. What kind of seafood would you would you have? Then? So we've got baked scallops on there. Oh, wow. And yeah, I can see that. Because like you get green. that scallop um, in a sort of cheesy sauce, don't you? Yeah, What's that exactly. called? Exactly. Parmesan. Yeah, yeah. We've done yeah. it with Parmesan on there. But actually, it's quite a natural pairing when you yeah. think about it because smoked salmon and cream cheese yeah, is goes beautiful together. So Lobster thermidor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so these are things that we would normally have in a restaurant, but maybe we haven't seen it on a board before. So it's kind of... Um, adding these flavors back in together yeah. and putting them out on a board where it's kind of sharing and you can try different things. We can guarantee that not everyone's going to love everything. No. But it's quite nice to have maybe five or six pairings on there that, you know, people can try and they may love yeah. or hate them. Um, but I think they go really nicely together. So yeah. Amazing. Um, cheese and wine is one of the most famous combos. And I think people often assume cheese with red wine or cheese with port is best. I mean, it, that's where your head goes. You see yeah. you see a picture of, you know, a cartoon of cheese and it'll have a glass of red wine yeah. beside it. But in the book, you just go a little bit further, don't you? And explain a bit more about, you know, how it, any kind of wine can go with cheese and other yeah. drinks. Let's talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. So there's some um, tips on there. So things that 
grow together, go together. These okay. really easy ones where, you know, if you find a fantastic wine, say, for example, we just had last night, we did um, Sharpham cheese with their sparkling white wine. Oh, nice. They're from the same farm. Yeah. And they are incredible together. That's like an easy rule. And what style of cheese was that? Uh, Sharpham is like a crumbly, almost a yarg or a oh, yeah, nice, beautiful cheese. So you can do it with English wines or, you know, French, Californian, it doesn't matter. Um, and we've done some beer. We've done some spirits as well. Yeah. And throughout the book, we've actually done a um, drink pairing on some of the boards as well. So you'll yeah. have like on our Christmas board, you've got Christmas martini which just goes really nicely. Yeah. These are flavours that complement it really well. Um, so, so, yeah. So for people that don't love, like, red wine, what, what would, for example, rosé go with? So rosé, I mean, I actually love it with soft cheeses. Right. I think those buttery, very lactic cheeses work really, really well with rosés. So a really light rosé is perfect with that. Um, but also these things, I think the more I did the book, there's no real right answer really you know it's because, just try it yeah you should yeah. try everything because my taste is completely different to somebody yeah. else's so we're not sitting here saying these have to go together I think drink as much as you can eat as much cheese as you can and work out what just your do your own little are. tasting because yeah. as I said earlier you did do you did a, a lovely whiskey tasting board where you chose yes four different types of whiskey to go with various yes. cheeses. Yeah. So something like that's really surprising. That yeah. might get someone who's, you know, whiskey drinker might think, well, that, that's not going to go. I'm not allowed to have my favorite after dinner drink with cheese, but yeah. actually no, it's not true. No, together, like absolutely stunning. And that board in particular has quite a strong flavor throughout it yeah. because you need something that's not going to overpower the taste of the whiskey. So simple things like that, having cheeses that mm. have got a real bite to them, really help with a whiskey that's kind of oaky and like strong in flavor and then I think we've got a banon um goat's cheese on there yeah which is strong and gooey and gorgeous so and you want something that's going to hold hold yeah. up to something bold not your soft cream cheese with no, that like something that's you know very light is not going to work very well but they're just kind of tips on yeah. what I find go really well together and I another thing I think which is lovely as well when you think about it, you're saying goes together grows together is is something like really nice cider you know like whether it's a a really sort of refined um um sort of softer one or, or real farmyardy one you yeah. can kind of see in your head massively exactly Lots what that's going to go with yeah yeah like the apple taste yeah apples and cheddar exactly I mean, perfect the best in the world. <laughs> so why wouldn't cider yeah. work so these are things that maybe you wouldn't think to do but it kind of spurs you on to be a bit more experimental yeah um yeah um, let's talk a bit about um, building the perfect board because I, I I spoke before about how in the book you kind of do it step by step. But I thought it might be interesting for people to kind of understand, you know, you've got, let's just say we've got quite a nice large board. Yeah. How would you construct that so people can kind of imagine, oh, maybe I can yeah. do one of those so those boards I think, that I've seen on Instagram. Yeah. So basically we've created like a cheat sheet essentially yeah. um, because this is such a big question. How does the board come together? So we've done one board, which is like an everyday board and that will show you exactly what to do. So before you do anything, it's all about the cheese. That's the star of the show. This is the main thing on a cheese board. Everything else is just fluffy and beautiful around it. <laughs> um but you want to make sure you've got your cheeses. So we always say to do like hard, a soft, a blue or a goat. Um, so you've got a real variety mm -hmm. on there. 
get those and put those on the board first. So I think that's like our first step um, is put your cheeses down. Yeah. And then we've got the accompaniments. So whether that be olives, honey, um, pickles, there's so many different ones on our boards, chutneys. So you put those down and we do them in kind of small ramekins. ramekins. So, you, so you're already starting to make a little pattern there, yeah. aren't you? So you're sort of putting your your um, cheeses equidistant. Yeah, and definitely then... making sure they're apart. So this is going to allow room for the pairings around them. Yeah. Because one of the most important things I think about doing these is put the things that pair well together together. Because if you've got strawberries over there and the brie on the opposite side of the board, naturally you're going to eat the two things that are sat next to each other. Right. So you want to have your pairings kind of almost next to each other yeah. so you can say to your guest, try the brie and strawberries. Yeah. You know, or try the cheddar and salami because that goes really nicely. Um, so that's important. And then on some of the boards we have meat, some are vegetarian. But if you're doing that, we tend to do almost a line going through. Oh, okay, that's so nice. Fold the meat so they look beautiful. Yeah. You don't want just a slab. Because you can packet. like roll you can you can roll up um prosciutto or salami to look yeah. like little or it's almost like little flowers, isn't yeah. it? Or like ruffle Fans. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do that or do yeah. little um almost um salami into a corner i'm not explaining very well but into almost like a little corner yeah i know exactly what you mean. yeah the through the board yeah and then once you've got your main pairings down then you start filling in the gaps so you want to put um your fruit your vegetables your crackers and just make sure my kind of rule is that i don't tend to have any of the board underneath showing Oh, okay. So you want it to look full. You want it to look lush. Yeah. Um, whether that means using kind of a smaller board and go quite, you know, full mm. or just put some herbs, some edible flowers or something to finish it off so that you're yeah. just garnishing the whole board to bring it together. I think that's one of the main things actually looking at it is it looks so generous because you've covered like every single yeah. inch of the board. That's it. You don't want to see the plate. Yeah, I think that's one of the secrets. Yeah, of, definitely. As you said at the, the beginning when you get those cheese boards, which might be lovely cheeses, but it's literally like three lumps of yeah. cheese and four grapes. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, I think the important stuff is slicing your cheeses. Yeah takes you a couple of minutes just to slice everything down mm. and then that already looks lush you know yeah. you've got this beautiful fan of cheddar or you've got a beautiful brie that's had the top cut off yeah so you can see the creaminess yeah it's already looking enticing by just doing little things like that um so it doesn't feel like a slab yeah because anyone can grab a couple of pieces of cheese and pop them on a board it's about making it look very appetizing mm. and I think these are a few of the ways that you can do that and you don't have to go crazy on cheese we're not talking massive lumps yeah um I think once you start cutting them down you realize how much cheese you actually have but you can and actually this is quite an economical way to yeah. to serve definitely what could be a more expensive product but Absolutely. then but then giving people lots of stuff to have with it yeah it sort exactly. of it looks really pretty and generous as well yeah. and you've got some nice tricks in there like you're saying if you've got a softer cheese because you don't want it to kind of you don't want to start slicing it and let it become mushy yes you let you basically just leave it whole for yeah. people to have a... and they can almost scoop into it like fondue yeah and you're leaving these out the fridge so that they are ready to eat you yeah know, they are tasty and delicious um so that's pretty simple to do and it's just easy ways for people to eat things what's the mm. best way to get this on the table and for everyone to start sharing start opening wine and actually start the almost gathering yeah and like socializing yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be in the kitchen yeah. I don't want to be in there cutting things you want all this done and that's the nice thing about this because these can be prepped an hour or two hours before yeah, anyone even gets there 
you can get this done and it's out on a board covered mm. when guests get there you pull it open you're it's finished and actually for you know we always think about cheese at the end of a meal but something like your circuitry circuitry board yeah can be could easily be like in place of a starter and that's Massively. quite trendy now is having sharing boards as a starter yeah, isn't it definitely and i think that that I we have so many people come in the shop yeah. and tell us they don't do cheese at the end of the meal anymore because people get too full and that's the bit they're yeah, after. Yeah, they want so that. Actually, arriving at someone's house and having it almost as a starter or just nibbles picking. Yeah. And that's the point of grazing. You know, you're grazing away, you're having a glass of wine and then you're having a little pairing together. Mm. I think that's the best bit about it. Yeah, You don't sure. want to wait till the end of the meal till you're no. full, especially not with these because there's quite a lot on them. Okay, you heard it here. Your new, <laughs> your new entertaining tip is serve it at the start. Yeah. Get in there with I all the good so. stuff. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming to chat to us today, Morgan. No, it's such a beautiful book. Um, and if anyone wants to grab a copy, it's called The Modern Cheese Board pay your way to the perfect grazing platter um, and it's out now and if people want to keep up with what you're doing your instagram is at morgan cheeses that's yeah, right that's right brilliant thanks for coming to chat Thank to us you. again thanks for listening to the olive magazine podcast for more recipes and inspiration head to olivemagazine.com and as christmas approaches do check out our new online olive shop where we have thousands of gourmet ingredients, drinks and gifts from some of the UK's finest small businesses, as well as a new range of beautiful curated hampers. You can buy as many products as you like in one easy and secure checkout experience. We'll let the merchants know where to send their products and you'll receive the order directly from them. Just visit shop.olivemagazine.com and if you spend a minimum of £25 and enter the code OLIVEHAMPERS at checkout, we'll give you an extra 10% off. Thank you.